right, this is a like a 10 minute snippet of a conversation that I had with my friend Sarah Applegate, who is the Director of Sales and Operations for Executive Insurance in North Carolina. And she's relatively new to the role in the agency. And uh, we're gonna hear her on the other side of things. We're gonna be breaking these clips down here uh, in many episodes to come. But again, this was just a little chunk talking about her experience bringing in um, new appointments to the agency that uh, was fascinating. And it's a question that I constantly get you know, uh, thrown at me. And it's, it's, a, it's a pretty you know, big topic of conversation among agents that are looking to kind of get started. And, um, and I thought Sarah had a pretty interesting take on just how she approached, you know, you know, one, where the business is coming from, how, you know, she used that to kind of pitch to the, the carriers. And then, you know, she's been in the industry a little bit of time. So, you know, that's a little bit of a little bit of a cheat for somebody that that is maybe a little bit new. I'm sorry, but, um, it was fascinating to just kind of have that back and forth with her. And we kind of talked about some of the, the challenges and, and maybe some of the problems that are involved in, in this partnership arrangement that isn't maybe, um, isn't maybe as, um, as beneficial as it could be for both sides. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it because it's a lot of fun and, uh, it's a great, it's a great way to kind of kick things off. So here you go. Enjoy. You know, I mean, so it looks like the agency is kind of small, like just a couple of people. It is. Yeah. It's, it's three of us, but the opportunity here is enormous. So I don't know. Are you familiar with Alan Tate at all? This sounds very familiar. I don't know why. Wouldn't they you? are a huge agency in the Charlotte area. They absolutely crush it when it comes to insurance production because they are like us. We have an in-house lead source. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get about 3,000 buyer side transactions every year okay. on my desk. And I rebuilt the data report, so I actually get all the buyer information, all of the house information, the statistics on the house, all of it on one sheet. So I don't even have to ask them about the house anymore. I already have it from the MLS in front of me. When I was at Travelers looking at the agency performance, I'm sitting there staring at it going, why isn't this doing better? Why isn't this growing faster? They've got the best lead source. It is gold. You have a home buyer that needs to get to closing. Why isn't this working? And nobody was driving the bus. That's really what was going on. Um, I got here, they were down to three carriers and then one of them was auto only. Mm. And I brought in seven, which, you know, constant chaos. (laughs) And then we changed management systems too. So everybody here has been through the ringer. Um, I was just very lucky that I have a following and I have a lot of reps that I know very well from my 10 years in the industry that they trust me with a contract because they see the lead source. They see the potential here. And I've warned them like, guys, I don't, I don't know. And they're like, Sarah, give it six months. See what you can do. All right. Like I can work with that. But I've been absolutely humbled at how much support and help that I've been given from the industry people that I know. I, I really didn't expect it. And I'm very grateful because I feel like I've done something right. <laughs> well, it's like I clearly did something right in my career. Um, so, except this being our first conversation, like one on one. Outside of that, I think you probably did all right. I hope so. <laughs> um, no, I'm I'm kidding, obviously. So, I so many questions from that. First, I need to know. Um, it sounds like those seven are all direct appointments. 
Um, yeah, well, I've got a total of 11 carriers now, but yeah, they're all direct. They all handed it to me and I got a little scared. So, well, well, I mean, my, my feelings on that fear, I, I don't know that I, that's one of the issues that I have with the PNC side of things is just the fact that you do have to be like afraid and you know, why is it such a big deal? I mean, why do they treat it like they're giving you the keys to some imaginary kingdom that doesn't exist? Well, and what's so funny is none of them have treated me that way. Isn't that the funniest thing? Yeah. But it's because I'm me, and that, and I know that. You know, they know I come from the carrier side. They know that I completely respect their job as a territory manager. Sure. But I, I've even been like, I, I don't know, guys. Are you sure? Sarah, just try it out. We're not yeah. even going to look at minimums until next year. All right. We'll give it a shot. We'll see if it's a good fit. You know, everything right now that I've set up, I've warned them, look, let's treat this like a trial period. Let's see what happens, because I knew I would be making staffing changes as well along the way. Um, and that disrupts things. So I'm probably more transparent with my reps than most agency owners and directors are. Um, but I believe in a partnership, because you can't get anything done without being honest with each other. Well, that much is very true. No, I always appreciated when my rep, when my agency owners were honest with me when I was a rep because we got more done, and I never took it personally. That was the other thing. So, yeah, how much of that is lacking? I mean, that that transparency. I mean, you know, that's that's certainly a, a, a an important conversation. I mean, how beneficial? I mean, obviously, it sounds like it's been pretty beneficial. But what what are what has led that? What has led you to have that? Is it just based on your experience or is there something that, you know, more agents can kind of pick up on to, to kind of, or maybe even territory reps that can just be like, yo, like this isn't that big of a deal. We got to be upfront with each other. Well, all the reps have pressure that gets put on them for performance. A lot of it is sales-based. The weird thing that happened when I was at Travelers is they shifted into almost like a shrink period where we had the correct loss ratio. So it was a completely different side of the business that no one had ever seen. And it was just really interesting because I have always been very candid. Like when I was a rep, I was extremely candid, probably more so than the upper management liked, um, with the agency people because I came from that chair. I sat in that chair. I know how much fluff a rep can do, and I only told them what they actually needed to know to get their job actually done. And by giving them that, I built a very fast reputation of actually being one of the reps that was helpful. That was what I strived to live up to. Like if I'm not actually helping them write business or do it the right way or helping them make a client experience better, I'm not doing my job. Like my responsibility was to the company. Sure. But I wasn't going to grow if I didn't serve my agencies better. Does that make sense? No, I mean, yeah, I mean, and I felt like if they weren't honest with me, I didn't actually know what the problem was either. Well, so, they learned thing. pretty quickly. I didn't take it personally. Right. And that's the other thing is that, you know, they, they want you to grow, but they don't really want to be specific in what areas would be best to grow. You know, it's like, Hey, listen, we could really knock it out of the park with you and this thing, you know, this type of business, this type of person. And they, it's always the, well, we want everything, you know, and how, how much, how much of that do you think they actually know though? Who's that? The reps? Well, even the agency owners, like how how many of them do you think really know what they need to be more successful within their agency, right? Uh, well, that's a good question. I think they know the type of person they, they work well with, maybe. I, I Again, this is both ends, right? You know, there's... That's true. You know, I, I think 
Um, and if they don't know, then I think that's where, you know, it's somebody's got to, like you said, own the thing. And, and is that the is that the territory manager job? I don't know. But, you know, if the agent isn't say, isn't banging down your door saying, listen, uh, we're really good with this. Can you take it? Can you handle it? Or, you know, what's the, you know, up to what point can you handle this? Or, up, you know, where do we need to get above for it to, you know, that conversation, yeah. right? Like you tell me you're okay with this, but are you really okay with R- this? Right. Or are you okay with like 10% of it being this? And, you know? Yeah. And then if, and then if you got somebody that's just meandering, right, you know, that's, that's an obvious sign that they don't know what they want. And then it's like, well, Hey, listen, we think you could, you know, we really need more of this. And, you know, based on our, you know, kind of research, there's X amount of, this business kind of within a 50 mile radius of here, go get some, you know what I mean? That's exactly, that's exactly it. And it's so funny because, because I, I had been on the carrier side, I guess I understood that I needed to have my numbers and my ducks in a row before I could really look at contracts, honestly. And once I knew what my leads looked like, what my average sale on a property side looked like, like, you know, cause that puts you at least, somewhere in the ballpark of coverage A. You know, it's like, what does that look like? What zip codes is it coming from? What offices is it coming from? What counties are these in? Does this make sense? Are you good here? Are you not good here? Am I selling more condos? Am I selling more primary homes? What am I I actually looking at? And I knew all of that. I had to before I could meet with any of the reps who were banging down the door. God love them. But I'm like, guys, I don't even know what I'm looking at yet. Give me like a week at least. (laughs) Can I can Sarah, I be on the job a week? Sarah, do you Thank realize you. that that's more than most agents do in their entire career, though? What? All of those numbers you just do said what? to me. Like, is it more condos? Is it more whatever? Where's the average premium? Like that? Like, you, oh, yeah. do you realize? I, mean, I just I don't know. I just got to tell you, just in case you don't, just just in case. I, this, well, that's the thing. I I roll the way that I roll, I guess, yeah. and I I forget how other people do things because. Yeah. I do what I need to do to get done and to really strategically plan for my agency because I have been, this has been handed to me. Like they're like, run with this, do what you can. But because when I was at Travelers, I mean, I talked with the actuarial team. I talked with my product people probably far more than I should have quote unquote, but I learned how they think. I learned how they sell on the product side. I learned why they take rate when they take rate, but I learned how the numbers work. And because I learned how the numbers work, I could translate that and make the leap over to the sales side and sell more efficiently by running those crazy reports I mentioned. Because they would say, well, we're going to make these changes or, hey, we want to sell more umbrella. You know, how do we do that? Well, hell, I went and dug for the agencies that had the easiest set of opportunity to possibly go after. That's what I did. 